Welcome to the Dog Nerd Show, where we geek out over our best friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Michael, and this is a show about all things dog. Thanks for joining us again, dog nerds. We are so excited to be on episode three of our show. Absolutely happy to be here. Um, got an interesting topic today that I think uh, you're going to want to tune in for and listen to. So uh, without further ado, Megan, you want to kick us off on this? Yeah. So first off, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review this show so that all your fellow dog nerds can join us. Um, today, we want to talk about where to get a dog. So if you don't already have a dog or you're thinking of getting another dog, we want to share some insight into the process with you. Right. So when people are looking for dogs, uh, well, let back up for a second. When I'm looking for something that I want to purchase, first place I go to is the internet. So yeah. what do you say to people that are starting their search on the internet? So I would say to start with rescue groups and shelters. So that is going to be your number one place to go to. And rescue groups and shelters will uh, post their dogs online. So definitely check out petfinder.com. That is a website that is for rescue groups, petfinder.com. And be wary of other websites that are for dog searches, and even even breeds and kennels that are online. Be very wary, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. But we want to cover the first thing, which is go to a rescue group or shelter. There are amazing dogs in rescues and shelters all across the country and the world. And um, for one, if you're looking for a specific breed, know that there is probably a dog like that in a rescue group. In fact, all the major dog breeds have rescue groups, whether it's a German Shepherd, a Golden Retriever, they all have rescue groups. Even the Border Terrier, like we mentioned in the last episode, while you don't often find dogs from that rescue group, they do have one. So it is important to reach out to those people and let them know that you're looking for a dog. So, and, and, and then just other rescue groups and shelters across the world have German Shepherds and Pointers and Labs, you name it, they're in shelters. So you can find that type of dog anywhere, really. What's the difference between um, a shelter and a rescue group? So all mo most counties have shelters, animal control, whatever they're going to call it. And then you've got rescue groups that will work with shelters, they work with organizations to save dogs. And the cool thing is a lot of rescue groups will actually use a fostering system. So they have volunteers that will foster dogs, keep them in their homes, and help them keep, have a place to live until they find their forever home. And what's really cool about that is you, you may want to know something about this particular dog. As we've talked before, every breed is different, but every individual dog is different. So you may find a German Shepherd that's being fostered by somebody, and maybe it is a German Shepherd that chases cats or isn't great with kids because it had a traumatic experience. You can find these things out from the foster parent themselves, and that's a great place to go 
especially if you don't want a puppy. You can get puppies from rescue groups, but an older dog that's in a in a home situation as a foster, a lot of times it's two years old, three years old, and you can find out about that dog's personality from the foster. So that's a really cool opportunity for you to find out exactly what that individual dog is like from their foster parent. So m- most rescues, correct me if I'm wrong, are are what we call no-kill rescues, most of them. But however, anim- animal shelters, a lot of them aren't no-kill. Correct. Usually that's the case. Usually a county shelter is going to have a maximum number of days they'll hold a dog. Um, we'll interview some people from the rescue world to go deeper into that, but uh, one thing's for sure is that if an owner surrenders their dog to the local animal control, that dog will go to the top of the kill list, mm-hmm. meaning that it will be put down before a stray that is found on the street because the stray has not been reunited with his owner. If the owner decides they don't want it anymore and takes it to the shelter, that is a kill shelter, it will likely be euthanized. So um, we won't go off of that track too far, but it is important to know that you can get great dogs from rescue groups and shelters, and you can find all about them from foster parents if it's a foster situation. So that is super cool. And you can get puppies from rescue groups and shelters because unfortunately when people don't spay and neuter, there are puppies that are born out there that that need homes. So it is not uncommon to find puppies at rescues and shelters as well. So well, let's just say I've, I've exhausted all my options. I've, I've gone to the rescues, I've gone, but I really, I, I'm looking for a particular dog, a dog breed. Where do I go then? So if you're wanting a puppy and you're wanting a specific breed and you're not finding it through a rescue group or a shelter, then the next bet is to dig in and do some research and find a responsible breeder. So uh, I, I've been hearing that term also called heritage breeder, but a responsible breeder is someone who is going to interview you about whether or not they're going to give you one of their puppies as much as you are going to want to interview them. So it's important to know the difference. There are people that are just breeding dogs for profit and they are not taking the same precautions as somebody who is really concerned about the breed and the welfare and the strength of the breed. So you definitely want to make sure you are finding the right breeder. So a responsible breeder is someone who is generally breeding one breed of dog only. They're not breeding any kind of mixes and they will not ship a dog to you. They will want to meet you. They will want to vet you. Um, If it's possible, they may even come visit your house. I don't know that that happens very often, but they will want to meet you and you will want to meet them. You will want to see where the dogs are raised. You will want to meet the mother dog. Sometimes you get to meet the father dog, like in our case with Finley. We got to meet both of his parents. But um, our friends at Bailing Out Benji have a saying, show me the mommy. So you definitely want to see the mother dog. You want to see where they live. And the reason for that is we have a real problem in the United States with puppy mills They call them puppy farms in the UK, um, backyard breeders who are 
they're just not concerned about the health of the dogs. They're concerned about making money. So they don't often, especially with the puppy mills, they don't often give the the breeder dogs, as they call them, the mother and father dogs. They don't often get veterinary care. They don't usually see the outside of a cage. They are usually in cages for their entire lives, living in bad conditions and not getting any veterinary help. So we want you to avoid getting a dog from a puppy mill. And a lot of these people have incredible websites that look really legitimate and make you think that this is a really great place to get your dog from. Unfortunately, it could be halfway across the country in an outdoor enclosure that is not giving the dogs protection from the elements. Often they're using um, wire and wood cages like rabbit hutches and things like that. And uh, these dogs are just not cared for. So there is a big difference. And, and then when we talk about the, um, the term backyard breeder, um, it is more somebody who is, again, not concerned about the health and well-being of the breed. They're, doing, they're, they're breeding a popular breed to make money. So you have to be really careful, especially if you're looking at a popular breed. And we found this when my parents were looking for another Yorkie. And we visited some places, and I, I, I was real skeptical. And the place where they ended up getting their dog from turned out that they were they breed mixes, York, Yorkie and Maltese, I think, Morkies. So that's a, that's a red flag. And it's not to say that this was a puppy mill operation, but it is probably what is called a backyard breeder, um, somebody that's just doing it for the money. And I, I don't know about the other dogs in my parents' dog's litter, but um, he is very wild and... Uh, and not like the Yorkies I grew up with. So it's very, very important that you do your research. Um, let's talk about some of the things that you will get from a responsible breeder. So a responsible breeder is going to guarantee certain health uh, requirements like eyes and ears. Um, they are going to a heart. They're going to they're going to verify that they have tested their dog for, certain conditions that are prevalent in that breed or just for the soundness of the breed. Um, you will likely have to sign a contract saying that you will spay or neuter this dog at a certain age, that you will not breed that dog. You will likely have to give them proof that you've done so. Um, what else? What else was in our contract? Oh, if, if for any reason something happens during the life of the dog, that breeder will take your dog back and find it a home. So God forbid something happened to either of us and we could not care for Finley or Riley. Our breeder has it in the contract that we contact her and she will find a good home. Of course, that's not ever going to happen, but, um, but that is the sign of somebody who is responsible about the animals that they're bringing into this world. So, couple of key points I think and correct me if, if I'm wrong is you want to make sure that you can meet the the sire and at least the mother uh, and you want to make sure that where the dogs are being kept is clean and 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 cared they're well cared for their their uh, health history is is recorded from a from a, a vet mm -hmm. and you just want to 
make sure that you're not um, falling into the trap of, of buying from someone because of convenience or because... You want it now. It's immediate. Right. And that's, that's I think, the big thing is that <clears throat> when me. you are looking to add a dog to your family, it should be for life. And you want to find a happy, healthy, well-adjusted dog. And you can find that from a rescue group. You can find that from a shelter. I, I honestly think you have to be a little more careful when going to a breeder because you have to make sure that you are finding someone responsible and you want them to be healthy. Now, in saying that, like you said earlier, people go straight to the internet to buy things. And oftentimes that's where people go to buy a pet. And we know that puppy mills are using the web to create great websites and to sell their animals. They are also... um, Pet stores are a place where people go because it's convenient, because it's right around the corner, it's so near the mall. Where are, where are those animals from, typically? Typically, puppies that come from pet stores are from puppy mills. So these are large commercial breeders that do not care about the health and well-being of these animals. It is a pure financial transaction. So please do not... go. It, Again, our friends at Bailing Out Benji have a saying. If there are puppies in the store, walk out the door. Don't spend money on food, treats, toys, anything at a store that sells puppies. Now, I've heard um, that some of the pet stores are now starting to work with some of the rescue groups. Yes. And that's kind of catching on to where... You may see, so the upset, the exception to that would be if you, if it's known that the puppies that are in a pet store yes. are from a local rescue or in, or in the case of where they don't actually sell the puppies inside, but they invite rescue groups to yes. their pet store. That's different. Yes. But what we're saying is, is there's certain groups or certain, there's a large chain yeah. in particular that we won't mention, but they they are known to get their puppies from puppy mills. Yes. And um, there's there's a big push and here in Georgia to in, in our county that we live in, we we actually got to sit on the front lines of that to where they have passed a law where you can't retail sell um, puppies puppies in, in a in a store or I don't know. How far does that go? Is it just in the stores? Yeah. Yeah. So retail ban on the sale of puppies. And that is something that is being pushed elsewhere. And while I think it's incredible that we're passing these laws, I also know that these laws can get overturned and it depends on who's in power. So we want to empower people with knowledge to make the right decisions because let's face it, the best way to make change is with your pocketbook. So if we stop supporting these stores that sell puppies, then they'll go out of business. It's that simple. Right. And I actually know somebody that I work with who bought a beautiful long-haired dachshund from the said large chain that we will not mention, the Voldemort of mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. pet stores, we'll say. And uh, her dog almost died because it had Parvo, her puppy. Mm. And she spent a lot of money to get him well and that's something that is very scary. It definitely can happen, and we want everybody to be aware of. So um, 
don't don't buy your puppy online. Don't buy your puppy from a pet store. The first thing you should do is look at rescues. And and like Michael said, there are other big pet chains that welcome rescue groups in all the time. And right. we love that because it is a great way to get people's attention and to show you dogs that are available for adoption that fell on hard times, ended up in a bad situation. And uh, I love that that happens quite regularly around us. Right. And, and folks, there's some of you that are just now tuning into the Dog Nerd Show, and, and you maybe didn't know this. And last year you purchased a dog from a dog, a pet store. That doesn't mean that your dog is flawed. Okay, it's not the dog's fault, and we want to drive that home. But, Megan, when someone, say someone has done that, and say six months ago they purchased one of these dogs, what steps should they be taking now uh, to to ensure that dog's health and safety? Well, I mean, there's not a lot you can do. I mean, once you purchase the dog, you have the dog, and it's your responsibility to take care of it for the rest of its life. So, just make sure you're getting great vet care and that you are aware of any potential issues that the dog might have. And hopefully your dog lives a long and happy life. If you decide to get another dog, please go to a rescue or shelter um, or find a responsible breeder. And, and I can't stress enough, if you are going to go the responsible breeder route, you are going to have to spend a lot of time researching so you can vet these people. You will often have to go and visit them to make sure, because we... We've been to some places and we said, no, this is not where, where anyone should get a dog from. Right. So that's very important to know. And, and I just, I want to say very clearly that um, we are not against responsible people. And I know there's a lot of people in rescue that might have a problem with us talking about breeders. And I totally understand it because you guys see the worst of the worst. You see stuff that is awful and horrible and stuff that none of us can understand but what I will say is the reality of it is, is that there are always going to be people who want a puppy and they want a specific breed. And if we can stop them from buying from puppy mills, backyard breeders and pet stores, then I think that's a major win. So I don't, in, in our world, we are not going to judge you because of where you bought your dog. We are not going to judge you for the kind of dog that you got or anything like that. We want to help you make the best decisions for that dog so that you can live a happy life with them forever and ever. So that's our purpose here. We are not, we are not against responsible breeders. Um, We do love rescue groups and we want people to rescue dogs. And we know that we will rescue Uh, our next dog. So, um, you know, life is a learning process and we did not know a ton about, rescue groups when we got our dogs and now we do and we've worked with them and um yeah we're we'll we'll be rescuing our our next dog for sure yeah it's it's um it's exciting actually to think about um the next chapter in our dog life uh, no no i don't like to think about it but, <laughs> well, we're no, not getting I'm, another dog until no I, yeah, that's <laughs> not what i mean but uh, there there's so many options in this in the rescue world to find, well, I often say that the dog finds the person too sometimes, but if you're if you're really in a search to bring a new family member in, please check out the the rescue and the in the local shelters because I think that you'll be shocked, like Megan said earlier, to find out that there's every breed you could think of, um, 
that's available to you. And you're saving a life because when you rescue a dog, that opens up another space for another dog to come into the program. So you really are making a difference. And in saying all of this, please, I feel like Bob Barker, please have your pet spayed or neutered because if people would spay and neuter, we could make a huge difference in the overpopulation problems. So there's no reason for you to breed a dog. Leave that to the professionals. Have your pet spayed and neutered, and they will live longer and happier and healthier lives, hopefully. And we'll just keep unwanted pets off of the streets. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's so important. And it's been important since Bob Barker used to say that when we were kids. So I know some people are probably listening to this going, who's Bob Barker? So So Google that. Yeah. But um, the (laughs) other thing is I want to say really consider – getting a dog and and if it's the right time for you and and know that like like Finley is 16 will you be able to be caring for that dog 16 years from now that's really important information because if you're not real with yourself your dog could end up in a shelter and that's not something that we want to see so a dog is for life a pet is for life for its entire life so please remember that and do some soul searching to make sure that you really do want to add another another animal or an animal to your life. Yeah, a new family member. Yes. Well, this is a this is a very important topic for me personally because I I I see the commercials and uh, I, I they're not fun to look at, but uh, you know you, we see that with Sarah McLaughlin singing in the background and. And boy, it breaks me up every time. So yeah. it's very important to me to to drive home the emotional connection you have with with your dog is is something that if you haven't ever had that, it's hard to explain because they are they are unconditional love all the way across. It's a great place, a great place to be in life when you can bring a pet in, save its life, raise it. Love it, treat it nice. I I tell you, there's nothing like it. Yeah, and we'd love to know what kind of dog you have. So make sure that you put in the comments what kind of dog you have and also where you rescued your dog from. Let's give some shout outs to all those great rescue groups across the world. So thank you guys so much. Um, we hope that we helped you understand our perspective and um, share this with anyone you know who's thinking about getting a dog. We'd appreciate it. Thanks, everybody.